Hello, hello, this is Mr. Authentic 838, and we're back with another episode of the Unpacking Podcast. And I want to wish everybody a happy, merry Christmas, and a merry New Year's. Yeah, I said it like that. And you know, I got to mix it up a little bit. Um, so today, I have another guest with me. Today, I have Miss Kim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Right, right. So... For my viewers or my listeners, um, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, my name is Kim. I'm an evangelist. I I work at the VA. I'm an um I work at the VA. I'm an evangelist. I work in the church. Um, I I have three kids and I do have grandkids. Amen. Um. Okay. Well, and I, <laughs> really got quiet yeah. there. Okay. So, and so some of the things about myself, I enjoy being around people. I enjoy uh, talking with others and communicating with other people. So, um, being uh, on the podcast with Barry, I know Barry. I used to, uh, I used to live by him, and so we have this rapport with one another and so um, I'm really excited and I'm really proud about proud of him for taking on this responsibility and the topic of mental illness. This is something that uh, is rarely being talked about but is being talked about. And so him being one of the, the persons or people that I know personally that is trying to make a difference, I am so proud of him. Thank you. Um, you know, w- when it comes to mental health, I know I probably speak a lot on it, but I want to, I want to bring some sense of normalcy to it, where people can feel comfortable about talking about mental health and issues, because it's not, I don't want it's not not normal for someone to be going through things because everybody has some kind of sense of mental health or anxiety, all of that depression, all of that plays in the same realm and whatever. Um, because it can lead to death, PTSD or anything, you know? So I try to, I really want to be more vocal about mental health. And um, earlier in the last podcast, um, we were talking about, well, we didn't get into that last podcast, but a couple ones back. Um, Like I told people before, I'm dealing with that with my mom. And my mom is suffering from um, bipolarism. And it's just, man, it's hot and cold. Some days she be having a really she'd be okay and then some days she has episodes you know and you have to be emotionally attached but detached at the same time and understand like hey I know that's just she having a moment you know and just let her have that moment but I can't I gotta also understand like it's it doesn't she's not meaning this if that makes sense you know? Right, it does make sense. Yeah. So, um, 
it's just a lot that plays into it because see what people got to understand when it comes to mental health there's intellectual disability and there's mental health disability and those are two different things because intellectual disability affects like uh essential stuff as far as reading writing and uh comprehension and stuff like that and then your uh, mental health uh disability is more on your mental status on where you at mentally you know and uh, today I kind of want to talk about it because, you know, everyone kind of speaks on mental health, you know, as far as with the church, because most people are just like, man, you know, you got to pray the uh, your mental health, uh, your mental health away. And that may help for some people. But getting to that point is where some people need help at. And it's easier to, it's not as easy for some people to just pray it away. That makes sense? That makes plenty sense to me. Plenty. Right. Yes. So, um, when I say that, how, like, from your perspective, you know, where do you feel where we could bridge, or I guess just where, where do you feel when it comes to that? When it comes to um, mental health in the church, first of all, because I've been in the church since I was a little girl. Right. So I understand that the Bible in the beginning states that God created the world and everything in it, right? All, all that's instilled in me. Right. And, you know, he finished on the sixth day, on the seventh day, he rested. Mm-hmm. So I understand, I have an understanding that there is a higher authority. Right. But putting all of that into concepts and and being, looking at it from someone else's point of view who may not have had that uh, uh, exposure. Right. So that exposure I would imagine yes because that would be hard because dealing with PTSD dealing with depression uh, manic depression all of these all of these symptoms of uh, mental illness if if you have more than one symptom and then you go to some person who never have been in the church right that would be hard for them because it is hard for them to deal day to day without these things. Now, as for as for me, with my in my own experience, without telling all of everything about myself, I have suffered with depression myself. Right. Um, prayer and praise and being in the church has been my go-to. Right. You know, everybody have their go-to. You know, that that one thing that helps pull them out, or that one person that helps pull them, you know, out of their depression, somebody who they can talk to, somebody, something that they can do, music they can listen to, or whatever. For me, it's been prayer and praise, and, um, and also, I have counseling. So, um... But a lot of people do not open their arms, so to speak, um, um, in the church. It's not, it's not that it's not 
not addressed in the church, but not all all churches have um, the capabilities of other churches. Like some smaller churches may not have their own counselors. Right, true. Or their own pastors may not have the knowledge of how to to um, how to help someone who is depressed or or experiencing voices or cutting on themselves and you know doing all of these things associated with depression. Right. So that's where that's where in your own um, with your own self that you have to go outside and get help. Right. For yourself, and even in the Bible, it states that uh, God may choose to meet a need through an individual or people helper within an organization or institution, or through particular circumstances with making important or life-changing decisions. So, so you may have to do that. You may have to venture out on your own but if you are already in the church then that's when you start finding out you start seeking you start asking questions yes i am depressed i am suffering from depressed depression and it is it is getting me um confused in my day-to-day living right you know so yes Mm -hmm. you know um when I was suffering from depression a couple of well, years ago, um, like you said, you have to find your safe haven where you feel comfortable uh, doing. And sometimes, you know, that could be in a church or maybe outside or whatever. I used to write and that would actually help me out writing stuff down on paper, writing poems and all that stuff like that. And, when, yeah, you, uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. you have to find an outlet. You know, somebody that you're comfortable with having a conversation with. But the biggest thing is, too, people have to be open enough to want to listen and hear what that other person has to say, too. It's a give and take relationship. Right. It's a give and take relationship. Um, People aren't as comfortable. The reason why we have to talk more about mental health, because you want people to understand and get more comfortable with wanting to talk about it. You know, I was at the barber shop getting my hair cut yesterday and I was having this conversation with this lady and I made her feel comfortable enough to talk about how she was a survival, uh, how she went through depression and almost, you know, taking her own life. She, uh, so, uh, her kids saved her life. And it was a whole bunch of different things that she just talked about. And um, when she would just... But to sum up what I'm saying about that whole situation was... I made her feel comfortable enough to where she could say and speak about it. And not feel judgment on it. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's important. Right. And she says, you know, I'm going to have her on... And next year, I'm going to have her on the podcast. So she could tell and talk about her story and her situation because more people that go through things need to understand that you're not alone doing this. You know, uh, you can pray about it every day. You know, uh, God is going to be with you. You know, sometimes, you know, 
if this church don't help you, it's okay. Look for another one. There's a bunch of churches out there. You know? Right. There's nothing wrong with church hopping. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with it, especially if you're seeking help. Right. Church is a place. Church is a place for for healing, and and I'm listening to you talking about this this lady that you met, a total uh, stranger at the barbershop, mm-hmm. and yet she was able to share her story with you. I myself too had actually gone through some uh, depression to where I wanted to harm myself. Right. Yep. And and going and going through this, I um. I was told when I made the phone call to the helpline, you have to to be aware that you have uh, sources out there to when you get to that point to where you can't take it anymore. I was in the church at the time. It did not stop me from wanting to hurt myself at that particular moment and at that particular time. Other times it has. But at that particular moment and that particular time, I wanted to actually hurt myself. And what I did was I called the helpline and the helpline told me I had so many hours to get to the hospital. I was hospitalized, Barry. I don't Mm -hmm. don't know if, if my son ever told you these things, but I went to the hospital and I received the help that I needed. Uh, I stayed in the hospital almost a whole month Um, and I just was driven to the point to where I couldn't take it no more Um, I have been in church uh, ever since I've learned to to slow down I've learned to to not try to take on more than what I could handle yes I've learned I've learned Barry to say no. Yes. And I was saying yes. And it wasn't fitting me. Right. You you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when when we're going through things, we put more pressure on ourselves and then it gets to the point to where it boils over and and you don't want to live anymore because you feel like nobody loves you or nobody cares about you. And then the church sin is Sin is associated with depression. Right. And and when you feel this pressure from the church that you are sinning because of an emotion, because of a feeling that you're having, and guilt takes over, and shame takes over, then that's when people shut down. And that's what you don't want to happen. If you find yourself in that position... And get help. Right. Amen. And and yes. you hit the hammer on the nail. Shame. Like, do you not under I I can't imagine how many people that tell me the biggest thing about why people don't want to come forward when it comes to churches and different things is because the shame. They want don't want to be shamed or looked at differently. You know, right? Because you're suffering from an emotional uh, detachment from what normal people are having right now, and it's not that it's not normal. It's just that it's not normal to someone else that hasn't been there, and then they may have been there, but still just 
they're not comfortable with expressing that emotion or that whatever that situation is. You know? And then people... Mm -hmm. Huh? No, I'm listening. Yes. And then people want to shame you for coming up and receiving prayer for a problem or an issue. You know what I'm saying? And they'll want to talk about it. You know? And you have to understand, like, dude, people are... First off, people are going to talk about you regardless. You know? And so that's just what's going to happen. But it's not about everyone else. It's not about Tom, Jim, Bo, Jack, none of them. It's about you. You have to take care of yourself because nobody is going to do it for you. And now I pray and I thank God that you are self-aware of your situation. Because not everybody has, not everybody is self-aware enough to understand that, you know. Right. And it's too late for some people, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think just here a couple of weeks ago, a black man killed his baby mama and his girlfriend because she was pregnant, and I think the kids too. Yeah, because, yeah, because um, what was the reason why he did it? He did it for a reason because he was so stressed out that he couldn't see his kids because his ex-wife was giving him a hard time. So he decided to kill everybody. But this mm-hmm. man was going through some things. Not Now, hold on. I'm not saying what he did was okay because no, it wasn't okay. But he was he was going through some uh, situation that, you know, that drew him, that driven him to that point. You know what I mean? And he wasn't self-aware enough to understand, like, oh, man, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm about to do something crazy. I, You know, it was just mm-hmm. at, that, at that point, it was already too late to help him. You know, right. And that happens to a lot of different people and whatever. So, and it's happening more often now than it's, well, I'm not saying that it hasn't happened in the past because of, I think now because of social media, you're more aware of it. And I think that's more now why we people need to understand that, that if you're depressed, it's okay. If you have anxiety, it's okay. If you if you just not feeling well, whatever the situation is that's dealing that you're dealing with mentally, emotionally, um, whatever, it's okay. Somebody right. is going through the exact same thing, and that may be able to help you. So don't be afraid to talk to anyone, pray to anyone, uh, write it down. <laughs> I mean, it helped me, but go to therapy too. Like, man, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and he was like, man, when I tell him I'm going to therapy, he was like, man, ain't nothing wrong with you. It ain't nothing wrong with me, but there's something wrong with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That makes I'm sense. glad that you're strong enough to tell him, no, this is this is me. I have to do this for me. I have to help me so that I can stand in front of you. I can be with you and be my healthiest self that I can be. Right. I, I have something in me that I was not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I needed to go figure out why this little something is making me uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable wasn't comfortable. 
<laughs> so I need right. to go talk to someone so I can explain my uncomfortable feeling so that way I could feel comfortable. Now that I explained mm-hmm. and had my open conversation about what was making me uncomfortable, now guess what? I'm comfortable having conversations about things that make other people uncomfortable. Right. So right. sometimes being you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable position to be comfortable to help somebody else in their uncomfortable position to make them understand that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Amen. I agree. Yes. But put yourself in a situation where you can become comfortable. Right. Right. And also, what what what? um, One of the things that we haven't um, uh, talked about was medication. Okay. Okay. Um, Medication, mental illness. And I know we're talking about mental illness in the church, but we're also talking about seeking the help that we need mm-hmm. and also getting the medications that are going to help us uh, deal with these emotional uh, problems because sometimes it's in the brain and we're, we're missing something. Something up there is not being controlled the way that it needs to be control or something is not being shut out the way that it's supposed to be shut out so we have to have these medications to pull those things together so that we're able to cope and able to think right right and and so my question is why religion matters what what do you think uh why do you think that religion matters in the church? Uh, religion, I mean, mental illness matters in the church. That's what I'm about to say. Why do I what now? Why do you think that me- mental illness matters in the church? Be- Religious practices. Um, Because I feel like... Um... So, when it comes to church, from my perspective, I think when people all deal with sins, demons, and uh, religious things, but that also plays in the same genre and field as mental health. Mm -hmm. So, when I hear a person that's uh, they're telling me like the devil's making me do this I also hear that that's a mental that's something mentally is going on too mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying and right so, know what you're saying right so I when it comes to the the spiritual side of church I also hear the mental side of that because they both mm-hmm. play hand in hand because your mental state also can affect your religious state because the devil can also play on your mental health or he could play on your religious uh, well-being because of your mental state. Right. So that's why I feel like, you know, that's the reason why I, I think that way, you know? 
in my mm. personal opinion. Is it making right. any sense? And my, my personal opinion on that is social s- stability. Right, okay. I want to, you know, because the reason why I can uh, I point out social stability is because that is one of my one of my areas that I've I've always had to work on. Okay. It's being socially, you know, uh, uh, being in a crowd, uh, speaking out. Um, that is a part of depression and what it does it helps you when you're in church it helps you to practice and and you get into these different different groups in the church and and you have you see others having discussions so in my in my with me specifically i was one of the ones that would always listen you know why everybody else was was holding their hands up and and they were answering the questions not that i did not have the answers or i did not know the answers i realized now that that was part of my mental illness that i was um i was i was withdrawn and you know what uh it's crazy for you to to, it's it's not crazy people need to understand like even evangelists have their own things for you to have an anxiety about speaking out you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you're an evangelist you know right, <laughs> you know, right. So and, it, I'm an ev- and i'm an evangelist <laughs> right but being in the church very the good news is you know the good news is is that I don't have that that anxiety anymore. That is one thing that I have overcome. But I'm gonna tell you that it took me a long time to get to that and being honest about it right. and being open about it because I noticed that a lot of people don't answer, a lot of people don't participate in the church, and it's be- and it's because of that, right? Because right. anxieties, yes. And and anxiety is real. Like Charlamagne, God suffers from anxiety. Now, I have, I have a small sense of anxiety. My wife is real bad with her anxiety; is real bad. <laughs> oh, wow. She didn't even know she had anxiety, and we were having a conversation one day, and uh, this was a couple years ago, and she was just like this, 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 and this, 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 this. and I started laughing. And she was like, "No, I'm for real." I said, "Man, have you ever thought like, you know, do you uh, have you ever?" Has anyone ever told you that you might suffer from anxiety? And she was mm-hmm. like, I never thought about that. But I mean, I, I you know, it's right. I, that may be true. I said, and it's right. real, you know, and now right. she's all my anxiety. <laughs> and the thing about that is, is if I would want to put a scripture with that, I would say that I would, I would, uh, I would go to a scripture like Philippians 4.19 and all my God and my God shall supply all your needs. You know, when you know when we're when we're in the church and and we're you know we're we're there for a healing, we have to know why we're there for a healing. Why am I here? You know, why I am in church because that's a part of your your counseling and that's self-healing also that's something you're not in when you're in church you're in church with a group of people right so you're healing
healing is coming from a higher source. It's coming from God, and you're able to take that in. You're able to take that word that you're given. When you go to a counselor outside of the church, it's the same thing, Barry. Yeah. Therefore, you're, you're not getting it from a pastor or from a minister. You're getting it from somebody who has actually studied that particular profession. Right. Right. You know, and church can give you anxiety as well. <laughs> yes. yeah, I read that. Mm-hmm. I read that. Yes, that's the truth. You gotta, if you, you know, like some people always say, man, you just go up there and get prayer. Like, not everybody can just go up there and just get prayer because they may have social anxiety. They don't even want to go up there in front of everybody. You know? Right. So sometimes, you know, it might just be easier for some people to just go sit by that person and give them prayer because you don't right. know if they're suffering from anxiety. You know? Right. And you just have to be aware of things like that and understand that that's a possibility as well. And, you know, and that plays a hand. It does play a hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, sir. That's that's one of the reasons why I sought out, uh, I went for counseling. That is one of the reasons why I got on the phone, I took the initiative and I called, but I also understand that my anxieties in the church is that's one of the things is standing up in front of people. Now I can do those things. I couldn't do those things at one point. Right. So you know, when when people are sitting out and and they're sitting out in the audience and they're looking at you and they you know they're probably you don't know what people but they got it all together they could stand up in front of these people but right. they sometimes don't understand that that person may have a testimony of how God brought them through or how the church and participating in the church and the counseling that they received through the word brought them through and that's what happened with me Right. You know, that's 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 a good point. That is a good point. Like, you know, when it comes to doing something new, it's not easy. You know, um, baby steps. It Everything takes baby steps. But you have to be willing to take the first step. And that is the hardest step to do. You know, um, just acknowledging or moving that in direction. You know, that's with anything that you do. I mean, every time I start a new job, I have anxiety out the booty. I'll be exhibed like, oh, Lord, I don't know how this is going to play out. This and this and this. And then I'm like, ah, let's just take it one step at a time, you know, and I go one step at a time. I always set myself short term goals because I'm like, okay, let me achieve this first and then boom. But, you know, my long term goal is already set here until I reach that. I got a bunch of short-term goals. <laughs> right, that, exactly. That, that helps my anxiety. Exactly. <laughs> I you like- know what? I think the thing for me, Barry, is when I go and speak before churches mm-hmm. and I'm invited to a church, each pastor has their, their, some of them allow you to be yourself. Right. And prepare your own, prepare your own message. Mm-hmm. But some speak out and say, well, I need for you to do do this a little bit differently, and I need for you to speak this amount of time, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What that does is is you have to adjust yourself. Right. That is something that 
during my my trials, my time uh, with my depression and PTSD and anxiety was very, very, very hard for me. Right. So telling um, um if there's anyone out there that wants to be a speaker or you know just want to do something different um try try like barry was saying baby steps but find someone who you can talk to a counselor or someone in the church that has been there and done the things or experiencing those things and find out how it is and what it is that got them through because you don't need to be um hiding your gifts or hiding yourself and not coming out because then the world or the people around you or your family will never experience what you have to offer. Man, that's some real stuff right there, folks. That's real. Well, is there anything else you want to add to this? Well, you know, I I truly believe, uh, Barry, I, I'm really uh, happy. And like I said at the beginning, I'm excited for you and what you're doing. Uh, I want to encourage you to keep on mm-hmm. um, uh, doing it. And if uh, you need my help or you need me to speak again, just let me know. Okay. I also have uh, uh, a hotline if anybody want to write it down, if you need some help the number is i give you enough time to get out your uh, your pen and your paper so that you can write the number down it's a helpline and it's 1-800-273-8255 call this hotline speak to someone it worked for me and i was on my way um god brought me to this and bought God brought me through it, and and that's that's all I got to say there. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm happy to have you on. Um, I'm also going to take that hotline number, and I'm going to put it in the description for other people that may need it, or you may need okay. some, or know someone that may need it. You know, um, just you know, be aware, be cautious, and just keep your eyes open. Um, we uh, want to let everyone know we got the Unpacking Podcast on YouTube, Twitter. Instagram, and now we got a TikTok, baby. Yeah, we're trying to roll it out. Um, okay. Uh, I just appreciate all the love. I want more people to come out. I want more people to have a conversation. I want people to listen, and I love it. I thank you guys for this year, everything that we didn't put out. I hope you enjoyed it. If you guys like everything that we have going on and everything we did, I appreciate it. If you didn't like anything that we have going on or what we just did, That's cool, too, because today is the Unpacking Podcast, and today we've unpacked. Thank you, Miss Kim. You're welcome, Mr. Barry.